We thank you, God Almighty, for this season that has come upon us. We thank you, God Almighty, for your mercy. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for the opportunity of a lifetime that you have given to us, O oh God, at this time, for bringing these unveilings to us, for bringing this rain to us, for giving us understanding, light, O oh God Almighty, as to how to walk and to please you, as to how to approach you. We give glory to your name, O oh God Almighty, we thank you. Thank you, God Almighty, for you are enlightening our darkness. Thank you for the revelation of Christ that is enlightening our darkness so that we can come out of darkness and begin to walk in the light as we journey towards you. Who is light? We exalt you, O God. We adore you. Thank you for all the messages, the blessings that have come down these few days. Thank you for all the impartations. Thank you, God Almighty, for corrections. Thank you for rebuke. Thank you for redirection. Thank you for illumination. Thank you for understanding. We bless you, God Almighty, for grace for days ahead. Thank you, God Almighty, because you are going to help our, our feet, our feet, even to journey according to the light that has been shed. We exalt you, God Almighty. Thank you for, for life meetings in Canada. Thank you, God Almighty, even for inspiring them, oh God, even to bring forth this thing. Thank you for it has been a blessing to all of us. We exalt you, O God Almighty. We adore you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. James chapter 3. You know, God is more particular about... Um, about what we become. Hallelujah. The whole essence of this theme is about us becoming something. God is more particular about what we become than what we do for him. The, the, the deception and this season that we are in is a time where everyone will have to be sober about becoming. We have to be sober about becoming there is no longer time for us not to become we cannot afford to waste this season that god is giving things if the things is given is to make us to become hallelujah because becoming in this season in these days we have to determine a lot of things what we become we determine so many things what we become is also going to be our preservation in the years to come. What we become. So it is so important to become. You know, like Paul said, those scriptures that are coming up to me, Paul said, he said, I don't want to, after I have preached to others, I don't want to become a castaway. A castaway is a man who is rejected, who is disqualified. You will not go to hell, but you are disqualified from the inheritance. Hallelujah. So, in order for us not to be disqualified, we will have to engage what God is giving us these times 
to become something different from what we are to become what god wants us to become hallelujah and it's a time of um, it's a time of fear i don't know what the spirit of god is communicating to our hearts but to my heart I, is a is a is a fearful season for me in the sense that i don't want to miss it in the area of becoming is a time is is a time you know the 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 devil has done so much work in the souls of men and the devil is not relenting he's going to give you a fight to the end a fight what is the fight the fight to become what god wants you to become satan is not sleeping is not slumbering is not wasting time any little time he gets, he, he spends it on preventing you to come out of flesh to become Christ. Every little time, with deception, with cajoling, with all this, is just after you. Satan is on everybody's case. <laughs> it's time we become wise that your battle, your warfare is not against your brother. Your warfare is not against your sister. Your warfare is against Satan. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It is against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is, those are the people our warfare is against. But you know, they know how to turn the warfare in deception they come and shift your attention from them to your brother or your sister say now your brother they do you and because of foolishness because of ignorance you ignore the devil and then you look at your brother and turn him to an instrument of punching because you think your brother is your enemy the devil is your enemy. He hates you. The, he hates you. He hates your brother that is turning you against. He hates all of you. Praise the Lord. So the Lord in his, in his, um, his mercy will make us wiser in these days that we are entering than our enemies. <laughs> God, he will make us wiser than our enemies. We will become wiser. He will train us so that we can know we can fight the real fight. He wants to, when he comes, he wants to steal, he wants to kill, he wants to destroy. You know, Satan is so bad. I think uh, it was Pastor Thompson, myself, Pastor and Dr. Lamekara were talking some years ago, you know, when we had issues in the ministry then. A lot of commotion. I was scared, Steve. I was scared. You know what? Because experience, when you have seen things, you know when the devil is around the corner. I was scared, Steve. I said, yeah, but me. When you know some things, you will become weak. You will become meek. You will not be strong. Ah, my servant talks as long as we talk. I said, but me, that was what I said. This Satan wants to kill people. I said, people will start dying. If we give in to this trouble. I just said it. Then Pastor Tom started telling us, telling me the story of his fellowship then on campus, Satan came and turned the brethren against themselves. People started, dis- a, a sister disappeared for life. Did they see him tomorrow? 
People started dying mysteriously. He said that no. He wants to kill. Then he comes to say, Ayo, we'll look at Iola's head. Would that be coconut? And truly, you look at Iola's head, it's like coconut. And what do you do to coconut? You break it. Anytime you see Iola's head, you want to break it. <laughs> so it will take the Lord to come and tell you that you are not saying right. Oh, Iola's head is actually not coconut. It's Christ. That, that training, they can do that training for you for three years before you get it. Before you get it. So, me and Pastor Thompson, Thompson say, ah, hey, Shure, hey, Shure. Me say, I became afraid. In fact, I started begging. I went to beg the person that was, I said, Jotori along. If this thing continues, people will start dying. I told her, I said, please, I knelt down. I said, Joe, let's stop this thing. I don't want people to die under my hand. Under my hand. I said, Joe. Dr. Lame also came and said, ah, he was in a church where there was commotion like that. He said, God warned him. Don't be a part of this thing. Don't take side. Don't stay on one side. Don't stay on Don't just stay away from the, stay away from trouble. I said, What happened? People started dying. He said, Yes. He said, Yes. People started. I'll be doctor. Am I lying? The church where me in before before you left. So when I saw that, I became weak. I became very meek. I was crying everywhere, begging everybody, hey, Joe, hey, my Jaja, let's not fight. Please, please. I begged us. I said, Joe. He said, eh. Hey. I said, people will start dying if we continue like this. He said, eh. Hey. I said, it's those it's people who know that we die. He said, those of us who don't know, God will spare us. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord. God will make us wiser than our enemies. Instead of, are you allowing Satan to turn you? You turn the battle against the enemy. But it takes understanding. It takes wisdom that Christ will teach us. That Christ will teach us. Wisdom. He will teach us wisdom. Because you see, Christ is a framing of wisdom. What framed him is wisdom. Bible says, uh, um, Paul said, We preach Christ. He said to the Jews, it is what? It is foolishness, isn't it? He said, but to us who believe, Christ, the wisdom of God, and what? The power of God. Christ, the wisdom of God, the power of God. I remember very well that time, myself and person, we used to talk, say, we started taking it easy. Say, hey, God, have mercy. Have mercy. I became beggarly. I will cry. I will say, hey, please, I will even cry on pastor's neck. Say, please, don't stop working in love. You just have to work in love. <laughs> you have to work in love. Oh. I was crying because I was afraid. I was afraid. And yeah, Satan. Praise the Lord. So, let's, uh, but unto them, well, no, 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 no. Go back to that James chapter 3. God will teach us a lot of wisdom. To escape the edge of this sword. Satan, he doesn't like you. Apart from wanting to, you see, killing physically is small. Killing the soul is the ultimate of Satan. He wants to make us children of perdition. 
praise the Lord. And now that our eyes are being enlightened, you have not seen warfare in your life like these times. Because he knows that a people will emancipate. They will come out of darkness and legs will be given to people to journey. Praise the Lord. Who is a wise man among you and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation. Are you seeing what wisdom produces? Wisdom produces what? Good conversation. Good, what is conversation? Lifestyle. That is wisdom orders your lifestyle. Wisdom orders your behavior. Wisdom orders your action and reactions. It is done in wisdom. Praise the Lord. When you have wisdom, then you begin to show from a good conversation. His works with meekness of wisdom. His works with what? Meekness of wisdom. So when a man is acquiring wisdom, once he begins to display his meekness. A meek man is a weak man. So to say, he's weak so in the physical, he looks weak. But it is, he is a strong man in the realm of the spirit. Meekness is a lot of strength. A strength that can put to flight the enemy. That's not a weak man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, we've been talking about, you know, the fullness of Christ for some days now. And I thank God for that theme. To me, it just came to define what the Lord is trying to tell us about the year. What has come forth these few days has defined for us how to walk in this year and the way forward. A clear definition. I remember crossover night, Pastor Mika was saying that the year, this is the year of the Lord. I'm sure we have seen the explanation. It's a year where there will be a clear revelation of the Lord. For men, and the reason for that clear revelation is so that men can walk clearly by understanding. There is no walking to please God. The Bible talks about walking worthy of God unto all pleasing. For you to be able to walk worthy of the Lord, the Lord must be evidently set forth before you. Christ must be opened up before us for us to understand. Praise the Lord. So, but you see, that one week that we are not having meetings is for us to go back and listen to those. You, you know something? When a doctor tells you, if you take this medication very well, your life will be preserved. You know how you take it. Some of us, I laugh at myself. I, I tell my husband, I said, if I obey God the way I obey doctor, <laughs> I will not be sick in the first place. I will not need doctor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, there's a way we pay so much attention to what the doctor says about a particular ailment. You want to do the thing very well. I'm begging all of us. This is begging that what we have heard these few days we should pay so much attention. Our lives, both physical and spiritual, depends on what has been spoken. 
our lives. We want to do well this year and, you know, and uh, beyond. It depends on this. What God wants to do. You know, we have been hearing the faith of the son, the faith of the son. But God is bringing clarity on Christ, who is the essence or the subject of the faith of the son. Because the faith of the son that we are talking about is is actually the revelation of Christ. The revelation of the laws that make up Christ. That a man needs to see, see there is, needs to understand, needs to understand. And after understanding, he needs to do them. He needs to do them. I say, he needs to do them. What God wants is Christ being formed in everyone. Formation of Christ. We have heard it is so paramount, paramount to our inheriting eternal life. If you don't allow Christ to be fully formed in you, then you cannot inherit eternal life. You know when Paul was saying, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. You know those days of uh, faith faith towards God, I used to have preached that scripture with the light of faith towards God that you fight the good fight of faith fight with faith to get your body healed fight the fight of faith to cast out devils fight the fight of faith to get your needs met I've taught that thing in ignorance Thank God. But the fight of faith that can, he said at the end of the day, what the fight of faith will deliver to you is that you'll be able to lay hold on eternal life. Now a man who can lay hold on eternal life is a man who can receive the revelation, instructions, commandments of eternal life. That is how you lay hold on eternal life. Now, they cannot enroll you in the school of eternal life if you have not fought the good fight of faith. That is, you have not obeyed faith until there is a formation of Christ on your inside. You, the reason you hear faith is so that you can obey faith. And my emphasis today, we have heard so much in these past days. My emphasis today is in the obedience of faith. Obedience to what is being revealed. No man can come out of flesh except is about is willing to obey the revelations of Christ. To do Christ. Christ is the escape route from flesh. Christ is the departure from flesh. Flesh can only take the revelation of Christ, not the revelation of eternal life, which is the revelation of God. Flesh can begin only with Christ. There has to be a formation of Christ. 
Now Christ cannot be formed except you do what is being revealed. Like Jesus Christ was giving the parable of two men who were building. He gave the parable of two men who were building. One was building, one was foolish. He was building upon sand. And he did build. He actually built. But it was foolish. He built upon sand. The other one is wise. Are you seeing wisdom? Are you seeing a wise man? The other one is wise. He also built. But he built upon the rock. Now the rock is what? Is Christ. He was building with the revelation of Christ. Hallelujah. He was building with revelation because Jesus Christ now went to say, interpret the, the parable. He said, whoever, whosoever will hear this, these sayings of mine. And what does he do with them? And has, has them in the pocket? Or goes to show that he has revelation? Say, Pastor Ayo, I've got some revs now. I was just reading the scriptures yesterday and some things were just opening up to me. I was seeing, I was seeing how, you know, the thunder, the seven thunders were sounding. And as they were sounding, I was actually hearing the thunder. That is not what God is saying in this season. No. <laughs> we must be able to do these says he said he and do it them hmm? please let me have this that uh, one everyone that hears whosoever hears these sayings of mine and do it them i will liken him unto a wise man a wise man a wise are you seeing that wise man in the book of james he, he has wisdom but he demonst- the wisdom is showing in his conversation. He has translated wisdom to a lifestyle. Hallelujah. And the conversation of wisdom is meekness. Praise the Lord. He said, and do it them, Matthew, whosoever hear these sayings of mine, and do it them, I will liken them unto a wise man, which, had his ha- which built his house upon a rock. Yes. And the rain descended. You know what? Rain is coming. <laughs> rain is coming. You know, which day was that? Okay, was Poland this? I was talking about the, the instruction given to Noah. God told Noah, build an ark because rain is coming. Can you imagine if Noah delayed? You know, because that ark and the coming of the rain had a time frame. Had a time frame. May, may rain not meet us unbuilt. In the name of Jesus. The attitude of this season is the attitude of Noah. The Bible says, by faith, Noah being warned of God, eh, moved with
with fear. The attitude, may God culture our hearts with fear. He moved, the, the fear I have in my heart, I don't want it to go. The fear of God helped me to align with the revelation of Christ that is coming at this time so that we can finish Christ because rain will come. And rain is coming. <laughs> Honestly, rain is coming. Honestly, rain is coming. Rain is coming upon earth. We don't know the form. We don't know the shape. We don't know this time. But God is fortifying us and preparing us against the rain that is coming. So what we are hearing is not here, is not for hearing sake, is not for fun, is not for even before you share self. It's good to share. Before it's good to share, it's good to preach. I like to preach and the same time I don't like to preach. I wish God we give me vacation from preaching to go to Himalayas mountain and be alone. But I discovered that there will be no growth there because there will be no Pastor Thompson to cross my path and I will have to love him. That is what makes me to grow. We need our, ourselves to grow. Am I lying? That is, this is where the growth is taking place. Is the strong that can survive this, this arrangement? Those who are strong, he that overcometh, what you will overcome, you will overcome in yourself the weaknesses of your brother. It's not by running away, it's by staying and overcoming. You overcome, the Lord will teach you the way out. You know the way out? Wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom of forbearance, wisdom of endurance, forbearing one another. And that, those are the wisdom keys that Christ will hand over to us. Wisdom of forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is high wisdom in the spirit. You don't understand. Forgiveness is wisdom. A wise man is he who is able to forgive. I didn't know it. The whole Lord had to teach me. The Lord had to teach me. Something happened. And I felt, oh my God. This is just, I've had it. In fact, this is the last straw that is breaking the camel's back. Ah, kilo day. But before it, the Lord had been preparing me. He had been talking to me, talking to me. I didn't know why he was saying that. He now gave me an instruction. I didn't know. You know, the instruction is, you know, the thoughts. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, obedience is being able to drop your thoughts for that high thought. That high thought comes to you to collect your low thoughts that makes you carnal. You know, a man is constituted by thoughts, by things. A man has things, 
said it, no one knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man that is in him. A man has things that constitutes him. And those things are ways, they are thoughts, which he acquired in the course of life, of growing up. Praise the Lord. So we acquire age in the negative by those things. They formed us. So also Christ is a constitution of thoughts, of ways, of lights, wisdom. Praise the Lord. Christ, we have learned, is a spiritual man. What makes him spiritual is because he learned spiritual laws that he obeyed. He learned spiritual laws that he obeyed. And they now formed his being. They were responsible for raising him, for forming him, for giving him the age that he has. Hallelujah. So also our negative age is informed by what? Vain conversations that we received from our fathers. Vain conversations. They formed a negative age. Hallelujah. So Christ received those thoughts from his father. You know, we, are, we, have, we, have, we have been taught a lot about, you know, Christ's formation, how Christ was inside God. God gave Jesus Christ, Bible says, this same Jesus, this same Jesus, whom you crucified, has God made, God made Christ, both Lord and Christ. He was Jesus, but he was made Christ. By the givings of wisdom, givings of spiritual laws, judgments that are not carnal. So instead of him growing negatively, he grew positively. He, he acquired age in the spirit. May we acquire age in the spirit as we journey further in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So this, the Lord came and said, I don't want you to react this way. My normal way of reacting is to maybe I would not I will not um, my negative reaction, I don't know how I would have reacted. But the Lord came and stopped. He said, this is the way to react. React positively. Don't talk about it. Don't comment about it. Don't say anything about it. Don't even talk it over with the person. Don't keep quiet and behave as if you didn't hear. Uh-uh. And behave normally without offense. Act positively. And it to me, I, I, I did, but because of the encounters that came before it, I said, ah. If God can bring a counter like this, just because of this, it must be tied to something. I will obey. So I obeyed. And he taught me, he told me, this is what I wanted to do. React this way. When I did that, I felt a quickening in my body. Number one. But you know what? The thoughts that formed man and the enemy Satan. Ah, Satan Mark Bashel. Bad worker. Now came and said, "Ah, ah, is this how you will keep quiet? Ah, ah, all this one, kilo day. You, you mean you will keep quiet? 
I, I want you to act in a particular way. I say, no, the Lord said this is the way to act. Warfare. Say, eh, if you keep quiet, like, don't it look like you are weak? I said, let me be weak, oh, this one. I'm enjoying this quickening. <laughs> if I'm weak and I'm being quickened, is it not good? I said, I'm enjoying this quickening. I discovered the Lord was pleasured by that reaction. I enjoyed better fellowship as a result of that. And the Lord was, it was like, ah, I've been waiting for this reaction all my life. I've been trying to get you to this point. I've been trying to get you to this point. But in my mind, I was still being disturbed in my mind. You know, the mind goes up, it comes down, goes up, the thought will come strong. Satan wants you to just break that commandment because it means a lot to your growth, your progress. So one day, Reverend was ministering, maybe it was school of the spirit. He was talking about wisdom. That there's a way the Lord begins to, when you have revelation, at times we have, you can have revelation and you don't know how to apply it to everyday living. So the Lord comes, the place of teaching of the Lord is to help you, it leading, correcting, direction, is to help you apply the revelation you have gathered to everyday living. So that the uh, Reverend was teaching about wisdom, talking about how, what wisdom will do to a man. He will deliver to you an ornament of grace and all those. As he was teaching, he was saying the Lord will come and teach you. I just saw the Lord said, uh-huh. he said this, to finally put to rest that struggle in my heart. He said, this is my wisdom concerning this matter. He said, the wisdom is that forgive that action. He said, that is wisdom. He said, and don't ever think, forget that it ever occurred. He said, that is wisdom. You know why the straw breaks the camel's back? Because the straw stays on the camel's back. The camel can shake off the straw. <laughs> and it doesn't stay there again. It's a straw. Straw is very light. But when there's a, 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 a heap of it, it becomes heavy. And the camel's back. So I was telling myself, this is the last straw. That has broken the camel's back. The camel's back is broken. I'm going to bring heaven down. And the Lord said, Let heaven stay where it is. Let heaven. So, wisdom. Wisdom. The Lord came and taught me wisdom. Wisdom there, He said, Wisdom is forgiveness. When you are wise, you forgive. He said, Not just forgive, He said, Wisdom also, you forget. That that thing ever happened. Are you seeing the, the, the characteristic of a child? Are you seeing a child? He said, in malice, be what? Be children. Now, if you are not wise, what the, the negative age we have is to keep that thing. The same today, yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't go. It is lack of wisdom. It is negative age. Negative age. The devil teaches you. Let, let me tell you something. You see, all those keeping is not, is not just man. Satan is involved in that keeping. He comes to enforce it. Is it that he loves you so much? That he comes to remind you what your brother said. And he's a chief reminder, Pastor. And can you imagine 
what he said to you. How he even said it. And then when he says it, something inside you will say, yes, you too. You are saying, you are having communion with. He's fortifying the thing. May God make us wiser than our enemies. What God wants to do to us now is to make us free from those who hate us. They are our enemies. You know, what they are after is that don't ever leave that position. He doesn't want you to come out of flesh. Because when you come out of flesh, you become a source of problem to him. May God teach us. May God teach us. And may we agree. So I had to tell myself that I am going to be wise by taking that wise counsel from the Lord. The Lord said, forgive and don't ever think about that thing that it ever happened. And when he said that, he said, that is my wisdom. I now began to see how his father prepared him to face the cross. Now you now begin you begin to understand that he didn't just go to the he didn't just walk through this path. Anyhow, the Bible says, and the child grew in what? In wisdom. He grew what? In wisdom and worked strong in spirit. Filled, and the child grew and worked strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Grace was upon him. Grace was upon him. The revelation of Christ that is coming in this season is will bring grace to us. Because when you look at the building of Christ, it's a gracious building. Now that building, that grace comes with knowledge, revelation. Christ, we have been taught, Christ is a framing of revelation. Framing of revelation. The same way God made Jesus both Lord and Christ is the same way he's going to make us both Lord and Christ. How he will give us revelations of Christ. Wisdoms that constitute Christ. There is a wisdom in God that is called Christ. Revelation. Revelation. We are, we are entering the purpose, the reason for revelation. Revelation has come to culture men to walk, walk worthy of God unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. God is doing a work. A work is being done. You know, when I, you know, that transaction towards the end of the year, I, I discovered that thing came to stop something major in my life. And God helped me. It was God's help to overcome it. When I overcame it, towards the end of the year, I could see a tangible work. You know when it's something, you know when you eat eba, you know eba is inside your stomach. And something is there. Yes. I felt a tangible work had been done inside me by that yielding you know, maybe the yielding i don't know it was not that one was to cap 
the work that God wanted to do. Praise the Lord. And I know the work is just starting, but he helped. What am I trying to say? The importance of obedience. Nothing can be achieved in anybody except we obey that righteousness that is being revealed. The righteousness that constitutes Christ. There is a righteousness, the righteousness that constitutes Christ. And the Bible says, like Paul said, I am not ashamed of the, where, you see, where, the place of obedience. Yesterday when Reverend was talking about the rock of uh, offense, the stone of uh, my, I, I, was, I, was af, I, was, I was afraid. Fear gripped me. I said, I don't want to stumble at this rock. I don't want to stumble at this rock. But do you know what? Because of the the work of the devil and the dedication of the devil, the devil wants to make everybody to stumble. Don't ever feel safe that you cannot stumble. Rather, fear is a time to be sober. Is a time to be beseeching heaven every day. Help me, oh God. Help me. What is the help that I need? The help to obey revelation. Revelation is contrary to our arrangements. Revelation of Christ is contrary. It will stretch you. It will turn you to another person. Because of your arrangement. I like the way, was it Femi that was talking? That... Um, you are, everybody is uh, naturally arranged against God's revelation. Because by your arrangement, when you are already prone, already set to disobey God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When revelation is coming, something tells you, you look at the end of that revelation. If I go this way, one day conclude that I am weak. It's like I will be, I will look weak. If I do it this way, hmm, it will look like I cannot fight for myself. These are all deceptions, works that the enemy has done inside the soul. And then you just conclude, I say, this revelation is for another day. Let's hear another one. He <laughs> joined me. And then you go straight away and go and do the opposite of what is revealed. By so doing, no work is done. No work is done. Praise the Lord. Work is done when God helps you to overcome all other reasonings against the revealed standard that will make you to be built as a rock. Built against the rain that is coming. The building is building of revelation. It is line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little there a little. Femi was talking about, you know, the example, he gave an example of himself, that when God tells him to go and apologize to his wife. Now, when God is telling you to apologize, God is trying to make you meek. He's trying to make you humble. It's not good for a man not to be able to say, I'm sorry. It is not good. That, that I really thank God. God loves me so much. I don't know if I will be able to survive marriage if I have a husband who does not know how to say sorry. I, just, I don't know. God will have to do another calibration to make me survive. Huh? You see, when you say, if you don't say sorry, 
when you have offended the person, the person will get grace. You must forgive whether the person says I'm sorry or not. If a God will so build us to a point that a person will keep offending and you have forgiveness in store, in excess, according to Baba Ezekiel, where you tell Baba, Baba, please forgive me, I'm sorry. Say, ah, Reverend K, forgive you. He said, I have forgiveness stored ahead in excess for you. He said, you can't exhaust it. He said, eh? <laughs> he said, ah, Reverend K, forgive. He said, I have it in excess. It's, you know, bank account. When you put money in bank, he said, my bank account is full of forgiveness. He said, you can't exhaust it. As you, I'm taking another one, another one is coming up. He said, you can't exhaust it. That is a raisin. That is a building. That is a wise man. Eh? You want to be rich like that? Me too, God. You see, my desire this year is to be rich. Excess of forgiveness. That shows that you are becoming wise. You are becoming spiritual. So what am I saying? So God will raise us to a place where whether the person says I'm sorry or not, you will forgive. But you see, you that you offend and you cannot say I'm sorry, it is not to your credit. It is not to your credit. You should be... my One thing I have enjoyed in marriage, my husband, whether he's guilty or he's not guilty, sorry is always in his mouth. Say, forgive me. Daddy Jimmy, you're alone. Daddy Jimmy, Daddy Jimmy, you're alone. At times, when I feel so hot, he will kneel down and say, Daddy Jimmy, I will break. I say, get up. Don't kill me with my... How can this anointed man? He would go down on his... After he would lie down flat and say, I'm sorry. That has a way of helping you to heal very fast. Praise the Lord. It is, it is an attribute. It is, you know, uh, Femi was saying something. He said, when God tells him to go and say sorry to his wife, the male ego always wants to be right. How can I be right and my wife? How can I be wrong and my wife? Right. So he said, if I go and say sorry to her now, she will think that, uh, that I am wrong and she's right. And the next time she will still want to prove that she's right. Forget about what she wants to prove. Think about you becoming. Think about you obeying God. Please God. If God tells you, somebody did something to me one time and I scolded the person. And in scolding the person, the person also get, got offended. And the Lord told me, said, tell her also. She told me, I am sorry. The Lord said, you too. Tell her you are sorry. When you follow, when the Lord teaches you, you will be at peace with men. You will be tender. The Lord said, you too. Tell her you are sorry. I said, ah. Oh. I'm sorry, you. <laughs> I'm the one that came to complain. I'm the one who ended up saying, I am sorry. There is nothing in it. It is, no, I find brethren very funny. When you beat me, you now begin to teach me how to cry. Say, better don't cry. 
You hear? You are beating me. Don't cry like that. Oh. Cry small, small. Don't. No, 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 no. You can't beat me and teach me how to cry. You know how you teach me how to cry? You offend me. Instead of telling me you are sorry, you say, better forgive. That one is like pouring insult upon injury. You have caused harm already. Don't preach forgiveness. Say, I am sorry. Ha. Eh? <laughs> ah, why are you taking it that far? Eh, forgive now. Walk in love. Walk in love. Ha. He's not, he, that is not wisdom. That is not how Christ operates. That is not how Christ manifests. You beat me and you are teaching me how to cry. Say, ah, this morning, better forgive and move on. If you don't forgive, you know you will not have access to God, though. You, Toya, you are saying that. You will not have access yourself. You <laughs> you, you know, somebody was telling my brother, he said, Reverend K, I know him. He doesn't forgive. Reverend K. So I asked, I said, did you ask him whether he even asked for forgiveness? Did he, at least if you say somebody does not forgive, you see, ask yourself, did I ask him to forgive me and he refused? Christ. You know, we talk about Christ. Christ needs to teach us who he is. How, how he is configured on his inside. The end of the teaching of Christ, of the knowing of Christ, is that a man will be meek and a man will be lowly in a measure. To be able to connect because it is only the meek that can receive the tidings of salvation. The meek shall he beautify with salvation. With salvation. Because the teaching is only a meek man that can be saved though. Because those judge, even the judgments of Christ, the, the, the revelations of Christ, when they are coming, you discover that they are meant to make a man meek. When you look at it very well, if you are able to do it, you discover you become meek. You become meek. What do you do? You let go of your ground. You let, like I was talking about the Winnipeg uh, matter. He look, we looked weak. Even though God has spoken to us that this thing will spread from east coast to west coast of Canada. And you know, there was so much zeal to carry, to carry it. But somebody came and said, choose between staying in church and doing live meetings. Close, live meetings was not affecting church. Said, choose between staying in church and doing live meetings. And we said, okay, live meetings. It's of God. It's by God. God instituted it. God told us about it. God told us to start it. God is in it. God. But the wisdom there is to be meek. The meekness was that we delayed it. I said, close down live meetings. It looks like a, it's like I'm, I was going to kill Bukumi that time. <laughs> I said, Bukumi, we will close it. He said, hey, mommy, mommy. I said, we will close it. He said, mommy, for how long? I said, I don't know. But God helped him with a, an obedient heart. He shut it down. And, was, I said, and I will ask him, Bukumi, when the church, did you go to church? Did you participate? Did you contribute? Did you do your, your duties in church? I said, yes, I did everything. He did that for two years. 
Now, when you are not wise, you will feel, oh, oh, God has spoken to me. And I, 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 no man can stop me. I choose God. And then you spoil everywhere by choosing God. <laughs> your leg will break, your hand will break. <laughs> then you'll be limping. Exactly, I chose God. <laughs> I chose I chose God. Where's your leg? It's gone. I chose God. God will tell you you are foolish. My wisdom does not cause trouble. My wisdom does not cause trouble. If you have waited and endured and endured and you know you have done all and you see maintain as much as it lies within you. As much as if it is if peace is depending on me, then I am ready to do everything to maintain peace. Everything possible to maintain peace. Then you know that this one is learning Christ. Is becoming Christ. What will prevent you from making that stand of peace is ego. Pride, arrogance. Nobody tells me what to do. You don't know Christ. Who are you to instruct me? You don't know Christ. Who are you to even correct me, self? You don't know Christ. Those things, by the end of the building of Christ is in a man, you see a man who is tender. You see a man who is meek. You see a man who is malleable. Because the introduction of the knowledge of salvation is to a man. The knowledge of salvation comes with thoughts that are higher than the thoughts of Christ. So if you stumble at Christ, what are you going to do when they bring to you the revelation of God? That is why a man who cannot do Christ, you forget about inheriting eternal life. Like Pastor was teaching us, he said, Christ is the access to God. He's the power of God and is the power to get God. Christ gives you a formation that can take God. The formation is formation of meekness, formation of lowliness, tender. The Bible talks, talks about the, the, the bowels, the, the, what that this is, talks about, uh, is it Colossians now? He said the, 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 the bowels of mercies and the what? Bowels of mercies and kindness, humbleness. Uh, for put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind. Humbleness of mind. You know, the, the, what is against that is haughtiness, high-mindedness. 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 
as against humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. Say, look at this. Say, put on these things. How do you put them on? Do I say, okay, I carry a long suffering, I wear it? No. <laughs> Revelation, understanding, a situation will come and the Lord will instruct you how to go about it. The Lord will direct you or correct you. Say, no, don't do it this way. Like that day, I was going, I said, the, the last straw has come, has broken the camel's mind back. That is, I am done. And the Lord said, you are just starting. <laughs> you are not. He said, shake up the straw to start with. <laughs> when you shake up the straw, there won't be any, the back will straighten up because the back still needs work to do. Praise the Lord. He said, shake up the straw. You are just starting. You are not done yet. He said, shake up the straw and behave as if no straw was ever laid there and forget. He said, forget it. That is my wisdom. Which means you will have to forbear that wrongdoing and uh, make yourself, how will, you, will I put it now, vulnerable for other ones. Because it doesn't mean that that thing will not be repeated. Now, the reason you want to correct it is to stop it from repeating itself. Most of the time, that's the reason we want to correct it. Say, if I don't correct it, this person will repeat it. Or this person will not know that what he or she has done is wrong. So in your place, you want to correct it. In correcting it, you open another door of warfare. And what I discovered is that at times it takes God time to get something through to a person. Until the person knows it, the Lord wants you to bear. In forbearing, you are being stretched and you are adding stature. You are suffering, which are the attributes. The Bible talks about the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. These are the laws that fabricated Christ. I was saying something about our Lord Jesus Christ, how he was, he was able to have the posture he had when he was going to the cross. His father was teaching him situation upon situation, telling him, son, this is how to react to this one. We thought he was just a macho man that when he got to the cross, they, they, you know the devil does not go back on the cross he still want to fall, he wanted to fault him he still wanted to fault him that one, that one was the one that irritated Pastor Uzo most Pastor Uzo said he can endure every temptation somebody abusing him he said but that thief ah, ah, that thief of all people a thief is that how low I have come that even a thief will begin to insult me? Is it because I agreed to come to the cross? Eh? You sure you understand? I mean, what has brought this kind of... Is it because, you know, we begin to ask ourselves a lot of reasons. Why, did, why, why are you treating me like this? Is it because, is it be, uh, because I'm submitting to the word of righteousness? Is it because I am obeying God's commandment? Can you do that to somebody? The devil came to tempt me one time to go back to my vomit. Ha! Really serious temptation. He said, look at you. 
See all your friends. They have become judges. They have become son. They have become, you sit down and small, small children are talking all sorts to you. If they walk into your office as a judge, can they talk to you the way they are talking to you like this? Ha! And the thing was going to weigh me down. And I looked at it and I said, eh. I said, but they've not been given opportunity to overcome their pride. I said, they've become judge. They have gone through and their judge, their, their pride has gone along with them. I said, my own, I have been rubbished. And the Lord has told me, bear it. Say, and die to whatever you think you are or whoever you are and take that rubbish and use it to as pomade. By so doing, my pride was dealt with. I said, they are disadvantaged. Uh, they, they've not been allowed to go through a path that will crush their pride. So they are intact. I have been saved to a large extent. He tormented me and tormented me. And the Lord said, if I hear you talk about that thing, he said, don't even mention it. He said, if I hear you talk about it, and that, you know, that season was, the, a lot of them were becoming san, 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 they are having a field day. And the devil said, look at you. They are throwing you as ball. Like basketball. You are basketball. Hey, you're <laughs> say, oh yeah, juice okay. Oh yeah, pass that to me. Say, oh yeah, pass there. Oh yeah, he said, look at your life. It was a tempting time, but I said, they are one thing that I said, their pride is intact. What I can take, they can't take it. What they have taken me through, they can't take them through it. They can't take them through it. They can't survive it. They can't survive it. So I don't envy them. I just I said, God, I thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be thrown up and down as a basketball. <laughs> I said, it is good for a man's pride to be dealt with. It is, a, it is a great thing. For you to journey through faith, to be given an opportunity. For you to become low, to become meek, to become saved, to become tender. It is a great privilege. Is a, a man that grows, like Reverend was talking about, a man growing and growing negatively, growing in the flesh, making progress in the flesh, and nobody is tampering with his configuration. It's not a good process. A man was made to grow in the spirit, to acquire age in the spirit, to be tampered with, to be altered as a person for your configuration to be broken down and Christ to be formed in you and the only way that that can be done is for revelation of Christ to come he comes against your building your raising what makes you you comes against it and when you obey, what makes you you will give way to Christ's building, to Christ's formation. And like we have been taught, formation of Christ 
is from stage to stage. There are different kinds of stones. And they are in degrees, you know, of value. You know, you have stones, different, you know, degrees of um, value that stones have. And what determines the value is how much pressure they apply on them. How much pressure they apply on them. How much revelation of Christ you can take at a measure determines the kind of stone you become. A stone is a spirit, is a spiritual person. Praise the Lord. So, to translate from being carnal or being a flesh is by taking revelation of Christ and doing it. That place of doing is where we have come. The times we are in is a time of engaging doing. It is, you know, part of charity that I even want to engage in is helping my brother and my sister to be able to do charity. I will not just do charity. I will help you to do charity. Eh? You know the Bible talks about us provoking one another to what? And what? Good works. Love and good works. Those are things but, but those who are approaching the holiest of all, one thing they should not do is not to provoke one another. Abby? Give me Romans that, um, I think it's Romans chapter 10. Is it 10? It talks about, you know, the prerequisite, preparation for coming to the holiest of all. Praise the Lord. These are laws that you find in Christ. It, uh, that's um, Hebrews 10. Yes, 10. Aha. Before then, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without what? Wavering. For it's faithful that promised. Uh-huh. He's now telling us prerequisites for coming. Uh, let's see the verses before. The verse before then. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest of all. Eh? By the blood of Jesus, yes, by a new and a living way, which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, yes, and having a high priest over the house of God. He said we should come boldly. You know our coming is by obedience. You come by obedience. He says, and having an high priest over the house of God, what do you do? Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with what? Pure water. Uh-huh. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for it's faithful that promised. Uh-huh. Let us also consider one another, let us do what? Let us do what? These are laws. These are spiritual laws. Consider what? One another. To do what? To provoke unto love and to good works. Which means I must not provoke you to do evil work. I must not. What is evil work? I must not provoke you to break the law of Christ. 
I must not do anything to you that will make me, that will make you break the law of Christ. Whether by keeping malice, by keeping unforgiveness, by uh, being bitter, I must not provoke you to bitterness. I must consider Pastor Ayo. You know, in this place is a place where you become sober. You are meticulous in your conversation. Your conversation is governed by the law of the spirit of life. You are not just doing charity. You know, there's a way you can be selfish. Even in doing, let me just do it so that uh, I will enter. I don't know about uh, Pastor Ayo. If he doesn't want to enter, he can stay there. You won't enter. That attitude is not the attitude that we enter. Please let us know some things that will stop our entrance. So that we, you know, it takes, um, how will I put it, tenderness of heart for you to consider one another. To say, this is my action. If I do it, what will he make Pastor to do? And then if I know that it will make Baswayo to err, then I refrain from it. In other words, I become, I become careful. God will help us in the days ahead. We will be meticulous. We will be meticulous. Somebody like me, I was saying to, you know, Pastor Thompson, one way he describes me is, I correct, I rebuke, I do what is, that's it. Uh, 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 of course, I correct you if I love you. So I was telling Dukpe that was sitting by myself, I said, and I repented though, because I discovered that my correcting and rebuking has caused me more trouble than good. I said, I have repented from correcting and rebuking. So Dukpe said, ah, Repent. You can't. You can't repent. You. You have to continue to correct, especially Pastor Thompson. <laughs> she pushed. She pushed Pastor Thompson to say, "Keep correcting him, mommy. You can't stop. <laughs> you can't stop correcting." So I said, "Ah, I've repented. In my heart, I just made up my mind. No rebuke. No correction. No, except somebody that is very close to me." That will not misunderstand me. That is my own way of working in charity. <laughs> eh? You said no. Uh, that is my own way of working in charity. Except you now call for it, pay mommy. Somebody, I corrected somebody one day, not not too long ago. I remember I said, ah. Yawomi, Otiboroje. Ah, you did this here. I said, ah, sweetheart, this is this correction. I said, ah, you know, Reverend, very careful. He doesn't like, he doesn't like to rock boat at all. I said, you can't allow this thing to be going like this. Let's correct it. I said, I deliberately did not tell you. Because if I tell you, you tell me don't do it. So I went and did it. Oh my God. The teeth yielded peaceable fruit of righteousness. Everybody benefited. And I was so happy. The person came back to me and said, Mommy, you are my mother. Feel free to correct me. Anytime, any day. Say, I am glad you did. 
Say you are my mother. You can correct me. You can say anything to me. Say it the way it is. That one, I took it. I will do it. But not often. You know why? Because I need to help you to not break the code of charity. And at times, it is also a correction. It is wisdom. This is what I'm saying. It is wisdom that the Lord is teaching me. At times, not correcting is better. Yes. Somebody did something. You know, wisdom. You must, you must balance it. Somebody did something. And I felt it was too awful. Oh my God, I felt really awful. I said, oh my God, how can somebody do this to a person? Not really to me, but I just felt I should correct this. And the Lord said, don't. He said, don't. He said, keep quiet. I said, what? He said, keep quiet. I said, eh, but I'm pained. He said, eh, and I want you to love this person. Because that action was not against me, was against somebody else, but it pained me so much that, you know, it will make me look at the person in a particular light and then I will not have a good feeling towards the person Lord said, and I want you to love this person and don't correct it don't even talk about it don't even raise the issue uh-uh. so I kept quiet later I now discovered the wisdom behind it the wisdom, the case is very sensitive that my correction will not do anything it can even raise more dust and even me, the Lord also wants to stretch my own long-suffering and forbearance. That you can overlook. <laughs> you know, another wisdom, wisdom that is found in Christ, is being able to overlook things. That's what the Lord told me. He said, overlook things. Overlook a lot of things. Don't pay attention to everything Every wrong that is done to you. Say, overlook. Because if you are not like that, Satan will get you down. You will never rise. He will get you busy. When he knows that little things can get at you, ah, he will organize, your brethren don't hate you, but they can easily you to him. He will just arrange them against you. As you are getting out of this one, And his brethren. He's not an unbeliever. You know, if an unbeliever does something, you just overlook it. There's nothing that can make me get angry with an unbeliever that he did something. You know, that's why when we are driving on the road, downfall driver, Okada uh, rider, I can never quarrel with them. I don't understand. I think the men have a problem with that. I was taking Anu to school one day. Those days of uh, farm base. Early in the morning, I think there was nobody to drive her, so I drove her to school. You know that, um, that Bajulaye? Around that market junction. Very rough. So I was coming, I was late. This man was driving on the wrong side of the road. He was facing me. 
I was on the wrong right side. He was supposed to be on that side. I was on this side. And he was facing me. And was harassing me to get out of the road. I, where do I go? You are the one on the wrong road. So I stayed. Did you know the man amused me? He started cursing me. That is so you will see. You will encounter delay in your life. It can never be better for you. And I was driving. I was laughing. <laughs> Honestly, I was not ruffled. I was not angry. I, he said I was shocked. I said, look at somebody is wrong. You're on the wrong He said, Boshe, Damidola, the way you delayed me this morning, so will you be delayed in life? You know, I, I laughed. There was nothing to reply. There was nothing to, to me. He's just an unbeliever. He's just doing what he knows how to do best. I was unruffled. Instead, I was amused. He amused me. I was laughing. I said, can you imagine? Look at a human being. Maybe he has a demon. You don't know. So you meet somebody who has a demon on the road and he abuses you and then you begin to entertain a demon. So there's nothing... The way we have our problem is the brethren. You, and what, what is our problem with the brethren? You believe the brethren should know better. We have expectation. So because of our expectation, we cannot forbear. So what the Lord started talking to me, he said, overlook things. Take your eyes off this. Take your eyes off that. Take your eyes off that. By so doing, you will be able to focus on him. The devil wants you to focus on not growing. So those spirits, they are bad spirits. They know a community where revelation is coming. And they know the kind of way to keep them down. The devil doesn't want anybody to come out of carnality. He doesn't want anybody to come out of flesh. So he gives you every reason to remain in flesh. He makes you, gets you preoccupied. Flesh, so that you don't add age. Because adding age is obeying revelation. So he gives you every reason why you should disobey revelation. So, we get, we can get busy doing ministry, running ministry. But God wants us to be busy doing obedience. Acquiring stature. Acquiring stature. We should pay, Paul told Timothy, he said, take heed to yourself first. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Now, age in the spirit is, can only be attained by taking heed to doctrine. Doctrine is what they used to give age. Doctrine of Christ is what they used to give the age of Christ. Age. Doctrine comes by revelation. Giving heed to the teachings of Christ. The laws that made up Christ. He said, take heed to yourself. And to the doctrine. So, this is the year where doctrine must mean a lot to us. Doctrine must mean a lot to us. 
we must be ready to obey doctrine. Doers of doctrine. And to obey doctrine, you must hear doctrine. Because they have to deliver. He said, he said um, uh, in Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Where he said, you have obeyed from the heart. From the heart. That form of doctrine. Say, but God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed. Everybody underline that obey. Underline that is the key. Obey. Obey. That for, from the heart. You know, there's a way you can obey grudgingly. You know, somebody, they told a, a boy who did something wrong. He said, come, kneel down there. So the boy came and knelt down and told the, the elder that told him to kneel, say, I'm just kneeling down here physically. In my heart, I am standing. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> knock his head. He said, I am kneeling down. You know, we can have that attitude. Eh? <laughs> God does not want that. From the heart, you, you are, be persuaded that this is the right thing to do. That this is my life. I am doing it. It takes time. You can start by obeying grudgingly. You know, but just obey. The important thing is obey. When you keep obeying, it becomes a lifestyle. If you begin to see joy in obedience... Obedience, you when, when you when you yield to doctrine, one thing I discover in you when I yield to demands of God, I discover a freshness in my fellowship with the Lord. It's like the Lord finds it, He finds it um, comfortable to relate more because you are you are making you are, you are bringing pleasure to Him. The, even the pleasure, the pleasure of fellowship, sir, we want you to obey God. Praise the Lord. So he said, you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. There, yes. Being then made free from sin. What did you, you say you became, are you seeing formation? You became servants of righteousness. Being then, so there is no freedom from sin, freedom from flesh. Freedom from carnality without obedience from the heart to doctrine. Doctrine comes by revelation. Revelation of Christ. Doctrines of Christ. Before, when you have now, you are now formed by obedience to doctrine. Obedience. Obedience upon obedience brings a formation that you now naturally become a servant of righteousness then you can take higher revelation of righteousness that will lead you to eternal life praise the lord so christ being formed in you makes you a candidate that can take the inheritance you can he said he said the 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 spirit of the lord is what is upon me yeah, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the meek. To preach the gospel to the meek. The meek shall he guide in the way that he should go. He said, the meek 
he will guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way the meek will he teach his way the the doctrine of Christ formation of Christ is to make a meek man who can take higher ways the ways of God who can take the judgment of God he now said the meek shall he beautify with salvation he will beautify the meek how will he beautify the meek he will come and teach the meek substances of salvation he will come and bring judgments of salvation to the meek if you are not if you cannot take Christ now you cannot do God if you can if you fail in your doing of Christ and formation of Christ you cannot come to the place where they will give you judgments that will deliver the inheritance to your hands so going forward my prayer these are major prayers we'll be praying this year for ourselves grace for obedience grace to do obedience at all cost grace to do obedience for formation we have to be formed don't forget the reason for this building is because rain is coming rain is coming upon the earth this is this our formation is going to be our preservation in the years to come is our preservation preservation both in physical and in spiritual life preservation we can't escape the rain that is coming this attitude that Noah had Bible says by fear Noah moved with fear by faith he moved with fear such shall be our conversation this year we are going to move with fear. We are going to be fear. You know, not fear as in torment. Careful. Reverence. Reverence is very important. We will fear God. We will fear God. We will fear to break laws of Christ. You should fear it. Anything that is making you to break law of Christ, cry to God. Cry to God and say, God, establish my heart with grace. God, what I know God will be doing, he will be, he will be bringing revelations, knowledge, light, that will minister grace to the heart. For it is a good thing that the heart be established by grace. When God brings knowledge, you know there's a way knowledge. Knowledge is like adding water, adding water, until you're able to float. You just discover that that thing you are struggling with, with much knowledge, you just detach from the earth. Grace is ministered. You just say, ah, why was I struggling with that thing, self? No, knowledge has come. Grace has been ministered. You are able to do what you think you could never do. There are things that I feel looks difficult for me now, but I know God is going to show mercy by bringing understanding. He will bring knowledge. I will walk. If God has already showed me some things ahead that I think can never happen to me. He has showed me that it will happen. But he told me, a grace, we have to come for that. So, we are looking up to God for grace. For grace that will come by knowledge. A lot of knowledge. Revelation. Nobody should joke with revelation this year. You must hear and hear and hear. What I discovered that a lot of hearing is is bringing a walk inside us that we don't even know. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, you don't know 
when changes are occurring on your inside, you are becoming freer on your inside. Understanding is showing you a, a new way of behaving. By understanding, may the Lord bless us. May the Lord prosper us. This year, may grace be ministered to us. May we be able to obey God fully this year. May we be able to obey Christ fully until we become so precious. Precious cornerstone. That is where we know we have been obeying Christ in measures. We have been to a large extent. We have to thank God that God has helped us. But except the work is finished, it is not okay. We will do it to the end. We will carry out obedience to the end. In the name of Jesus. We will all appear. It is my joy. And we should, we should all desire. You should not just desire. Ah, me, I don't have problem with anybody. I'm joining to God. You are selfish. You will not get there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm showing 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 you. Major footprint, major footprint where I put my feet and I got to God. I show you the way to God. I show you the pathway to God. My decisions, why on earth? My decision, why on earth? My obedience is why on earth? My lifestyle, why on earth? My, uh, my, my, my conversation among my disciples and among men, why on earth? That got me to the truth. I show you the way, even the way of Christ. The way of Christ that gets to God. For this way must be exalted in your midst. For this way must be magnified in your midst. And I am bringing grace. I am bringing grace for this way to be magnified. I am bringing grace for this way to be magnified. Until all I empower. And all I sin. Even walking in the way. Even the way of charity. Even the way of charity. Even the way of charity. The way of my fullness. The way of my fullness. The way of my fullness. For my fullness has a path to it. And the path to my fullness is that which I have shown to you. Even by the declaration of my testimony about you. Even this time. That you may walk in the path. That you may walk in the path. That you may end where I ended. Say the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give thanks to God. Uh, like I said, we are going to pray. Individually and collectively. Prayer point this year is majorly, Lord, help me to obey. Help me to obey every single revelation. 
every instruction, every correction that comes from the Lord, every every when I say I will not correct, you live under my roof, I will correct you. That will forget it. Everybody under my roof is my child. So if I correct my child, I will correct you. But you know, striking balance. You just know, except you are led. If you are not led, there's no need. There's need to maintain peace. Uh, there's need to maintain peace. So if you are not led, don't get into it. If you are led, in fact, there are some that I just see. I call Pastor Ayoye me shaking you. Help me to handle certain things so that I will not be seen as uh, <laughs> the witch. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God will God will help us. We will make you know major landmarks in the spirit in this season. We will make progress. We will, we will love one another as Christ has loved us. He will teach us. He will teach us how to love one another. You know, you think it's, it's impossible to love that your brother is a lie. Grace will be ministered because you don't just have a choice. That's the point. If they give you, you know, when I was growing up, those days of tying scarf, I just saw no use in tying scarf. You know why? If you give me an option between tying scarf and forgiving somebody who offends me, I will prefer to tie ten scarves. Do you understand? I will prefer to tie ten scarves. This one will make up for forgiveness, but there is no use in tying scarf and not being able to forgive. Do you understand? You know, fasting, you know those days, I used to fast a lot. I used to fast a lot, and my only reason for fasting is God, I want you to use me. That's my only prayer, but God, use me. God, use me. God, use me. So this day, it's been long that Satan has been working. I started the flag. At times I can declare seven days fast or three days, depending. So this day I was fasting. And I was working. I went to the office. We had the secretary to the MD, an unbeliever, pure unbeliever. Younger than me, I was a, an assistant manager then. She was a secretary, many steps before she gets to me. After secretary, you have officer one, officer two, then you, before you now get to assistant manager, you know, about three or four steps away from me. So the MD said she should do a Our vice chairman said we should do a job. And she was the one to type it. And I was to supervise it. So I told her, please, this uh, vice chairman's job has taken some time. Can you please quickly do it? You know women, you know women are very funny. If a woman is not matured, you just look at her and say, is she not a woman? Say, who is she? Is it because she's a lawyer? This one, that one. That is stupidity amongst women. Carnality, uh, say, who is she? Women don't like another woman lording it over them or being their boss. So you say, ah, you know, they are a woman like me. Who made you? Uh, uh, one family friend, when a woman was contesting for presidency in the country then. So I say, ah, at least we are, she said, Woman call woman. She can never win. I said, what do you mean? I said, he says it's women like her that will vote against her. He said, women, you don't like, you don't know yourselves. You don't like yourselves. So the woman will say, eh. So she wants to now be president. Over who? Over us. Said they will be the ones to vote against her. <laughs> but you know, women who are learning Christ, one of the attributes of learning Christ is meekness. We, we, we don't, we don't, um, we are not rivals. 
Uh, right, there's no rivalry among us. Uh, there's no rivalry. There's no competition. It's, it is the lifestyle of a carnal woman. So I told her, do this work now. She didn't do it. So I went about three times. Say, uh-huh. What is it? Is it because you're a lawyer? We have not seen lawyer before. This one that was say, ah, Kilonshele. She started that trouble the day I started fasting. The first day, she insulted me. I took it. The second day, she didn't do the job. I still went. It's not my job. It's the vice. And if she doesn't do it, I would be the one to pay for it. The second day I went there, she just behaved anyhow. That was the second day of my fast. I took it. The third day, I went. She now really misbehaved. I didn't know Satan was after me. She misbehaved thoroughly. To the extent that I did something that I've never done all my years of being born again. I, I was fasting. You know? I just she had offended me. She had provoked me too much. I just looked at her. I said, eh, Amy. I said, Abere say, Sister Ellie. I said, look at her. She has K legs. <laughs> that was the extent that I was provoked. I said, What? When I finished my spirit withdrew as if I've committed unpardonable sin. I felt so bad. I said, hey, me, Sister Eileen, I can never, I can't remember myself saying such a word since I got born again. I felt so bad. Then I looked at and I was fasting. I just, I said, there's no need fasting. I went and ate. <laughs> fasting, Tipari. <laughs> what, what are you fasting for? When you have just reviled somebody just now. I revived it in a way that an unbeliever will behave. I felt so disappointed in myself. I felt so bad. I, oh my God. I repented till the following day. She's my junior, far, far junior. But Kai, it was not in my character as a Christian to do that. So I went and called her. I said, whoa, I'm not like this at all. <laughs> I said, forgive me. I'm not like, I don't know what came on me. I am not like this. Well, you know, one thing shocked me. A non-believer. You know what she said? She said, ah, Miss Okoro, I'm sorry, I will never offend you again. She was shocked that I could come and apologize to her. She started begging me. She said, I will never offend you again. Never. She said, I will never offend She said, I'm very sorry. Why? She felt, this is my superior. I'm the one who offended. I'm the one who provoked her. But... That does not justify my own reaction. My reaction was completely out of order. It was completely carnal. It was completely stupid and foolish for a Christian. So I said, I'm sorry. Forgive me. But what am I saying? You know some people, they will continue without fasting. In fact, they will speak in tongues the following day. There is no judgment to make them feel pain. Cutting Moshe, ah, believer does not do this one. They will fast, oh. I just went downstairs and bought food and ate. If I didn't pray again, about, and that was the last day. That was the way I ended a three days fast. <laughs> the devil is after you. He will set you up 
at every point. <laughs> if I, you'll be, you'll be wondering, ah, ah, how did I get here? Hey, me, how did I get here? He will set you up. So you have to, you have to be vigilant. He said, be, be what? Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He doesn't want to devour you physically. He wants to devour your soul. He wants to devour the work that is taking place inside you. He doesn't want that work. He can make you on your own. You use your hand to tear down the work. Say, eh? Isha? Isha, Isha? Let's address this issue first. What kind of work is that? You will forget that work of salvation is going on inside you. But God will help us this year. We will be able to detect the devil every angle. As he's coming, when he's blowing his thoughts, you know he's a very good friend to you. He'll, he'll blow thoughts to you. And then you look at it. Say, eh, what are they? It's true. Say, eh, yes, now. He'll bring around and say, yes, it's true. Very true. Before you know what is happening, you get up and you begin to act out the thoughts of Satan. He has captured you. But this year, we are going to be wiser than our enemies. We are going to escape every snare of the fowler. Every trap he sets for us, we will escape it. In the name of Jesus.